The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an old pie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Another episode of Free Kicks begins right now. I'm Rick Kemper, uh, along with Adzi, <laughs> who is... Uh, over uh, in the uh, uh, Illinois Youth Soccer Association offices in Arlington Heights. Is that right? That is correct. And uh, we were just talking off the air. You know, we're going to be taking a, a little break here in a few weeks. Um, and I said, you know, the office is going to be closed. And, and, and Adam says to me, oh, that's okay. I'm going to be in Barcelona that week anyway. It's a rough gig, isn't it? It is. It is a rough one. We are very privileged. Soccer is the, the beautiful game. Takes you to many, many countries, and we're excited to go. We're taking a couple of ODP teams over there, March twenty second to the thirtieth, playing four games. Uh, we've got a meeting tonight with all the parents and the kids. So yeah, we're excited. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun, and the weather's going to be a lot nicer than what it is here. I can yeah, tell you that. You get that right. Uh, but let's uh, let's talk about uh, some football slash soccer, where the weather is not much nicer than it is here. <laughs> and let's find out what's happening on the pitch. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? So the weather uh, is always terrible in England. I've noticed as a uh, as a big fan of the uh, of the Premier League. It's raining <laughs> virtually yeah. every game. Um, but sometimes the it's not just the weather that is that is terrible. And this week there was something really bad that happened. It wasn't in the Premier League. Um, it was in the Championship, uh, which is uh, the second league. Yeah, yeah. And actually two of the better teams in that league, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah, Aston Villa and, and, and Birmingham, who are kind of in that middle area trying to get into the playoff spaces to uh, try to get up to the Premier League. Now, is that, is that considered a derby, the, the, those two teams playing against each it, other? Yeah, this is one of the bigger derbies. This is probably, obviously, we'll, we'll talk about it in a second, but it was probably one of the more hatred of derbies in terms of two two areas going up against each other because it's in the city of Birmingham, which is the second largest city in England. So a big population and Aston Villa and Birmingham are the two big teams. And that's a very industrial part of England, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretretty industrial. Um, I would say it's you know it, it's probably turning a little bit. A lot of people live in that area, obviously. Uh, very much a working class kind of area. Um, people kind of you know live for their for their football, their soccer. And uh, it, it's a big part of their lives, and obviously sometimes it goes a little bit over the top. Well, so if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, there was an incident on the field where a fan jumped onto the field, uh, onto the pitch, and this just doesn't really happen, does it? No, I, I mean, it was, it's, it's an awful, awful situation because, you know, one thing, many, many years ago, uh, England had uh, all of their stadiums were basically locked in, caved in, and you probably remember a little bit of the disaster that happened at Liverpool with right. the, at uh, the stadium there uh, at Hillsborough, where um, you know people got crushed. So they ended up taking away those those areas where people can jump onto the pitch. Right. Um, and now you know this you know this fan. I don't even know if you want to call him a fan, but he comes on, runs onto the field, and then attacks one of the players in pretty pretty much a cowardly attack especially because the player had no idea he was coming because he hit him from behind yeah it was a total sucker punch 
Yeah. I, I mean, we're, uh, you know, jokingly, uh, it's it's a terrible thing, but I mean, uh, was very happy he didn't have a weapon of some kind. Imagine. Exactly. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. And, we, and we've seen other incidents in other sports where, you know, uh, athletes, um, I think of like, uh, I think it was Monica Sellis was attacked yep, one time right. with a yep. fan coming on. And, and, and all these things, you know, happen occasionally. This is definitely not a regular occurrence. And it's frustrating because, you know, you know, I know we're talking about it, addressing, but we're, we're a soccer show anyway. But the media... You know, I even watched the Today. They had a little bit of stuff on the Today yeah. show about it. And it's not, that's, you know, it's it's not good. We get it. But we don't want it to be part of the, the narrative in terms of what of what this beautiful game is all about. Because England has worked very hard to get rid of that hooligan image, right? I mean, the, there was, there was a, a time, maybe 10, 20 years ago, where uh, English fans were not even allowed in certain countries. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, we had we had a ban. We had a European ban. Yeah. So after the Heysel Stadium, where you know Liverpool fans, uh, you know, falsely to a certain point, um, you know, were blamed. You know, it was a little bit of both between Juventus and uh, there were some deaths there at a stadium because of some rioting. So the, a lot of English teams, all the English teams, were banned there for a few years. So they couldn't play in the European Cup. Uh, which is now the Champions League, so they couldn't play in those competitions, and uh, you know, and then this type of an incident just it doesn't help. It doesn't help the situation, especially because you know it's just one guy being really, really stupid and just taking this game way too seriously. Yeah, and probably drunk. Let's be honest. Yes, yeah, that's probably true. Well, the good news is uh, Jack Grealish, who's the guy that was punched, uh, it was not hurt. In mm-hmm. fact, he came back and scored the winning goal. Yeah, that was the best part about it. I mean, it's <laughs> talk about fantastic, you know. I mean, for a lot of players, that could have, you know, really affected them. But uh, I'll give him a lot of credit. And he's probably one of those up-and-coming players in England that have uh, really uh, – he was on the verge of an England call-up a, a few years ago when Aston Villa were in the in the Premiership. They've dropped down a little bit. And he's kind of lost his way a little bit. But now it seems like he's getting back to – being the quality player that he is because he's certainly their best player. Right. And, uh, yeah, it was what a great finish, too, to score the winning goal. Yeah, no no question. So let's talk about the uh, race for first place because it's it's pretty interesting. I mean, this is the best one that we've had in several years. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, it's just back and forth. You know, Man City and Liverpool keep on winning. Um, you know, I was a little worried there in that Liverpool game. You know, yep, I, I was the too. First part, <laughs> when they went down that goal and Burnley scored, but a massive amount of credit to uh, to Liverpool to come back. You could just tell that there's some fire still in them. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to go down to the wire. It's going to be a really exciting finish. And then, so you've got those two really challenging for the title, and then you then you got the next four, really yeah. the next four competing for two more spots to finish in the top four. I agree. Well, let's, we'll get to that in a second. But I want to talk about um, uh, it seemed like the dam broke on Liverpool during that game because they had been having such a hard time scoring. They go yeah. down one to nothing. And then, you know, uh, Firmino and Mane and uh, and Salah, they, yep. they, they reemerged. They've discovered their scoring touch. Uh, Salah was involved in all four of the goals, even though he didn't get any goals. He yeah. played a great game. And they showed yeah. how dangerous they are. I mean, watching them, the speed 
that they, yeah. <laughs> that they have. It's just unbelievable. I don't know how anyone can cover them. Yeah, no, you're right. And I think it really shows. And no, you know, no disrespect to a Burnley side that's kind of, you know, at the lower end of the table. That's true, they, they, too, yeah. They, they, they just couldn't keep up. You right. know, like you said, they've got the speed. They've got the the now amounts, you know, amongst those players, you know, that from a, in the attacking half of the field, they, they're just so much quality. And this is where they finished. And maybe that first goal was a little bit lucky. Yeah. The goalkeeper yeah. kind of flubbed it a little bit, uh, came out. But, you know, Firmino was in the right place at the right time to tap it in. And, uh, you know, from then on, it was just like, I, I just love the fact how they just ran back. They didn't celebrate that much. Just no. They just running back. Let's go. We've got to get another one. We've got to get another <laughs> That's one. That's right. So, reminded me of a under 10 game. You know, kids, some, some of the kids just don't even celebrate. They'll just run back to the halfway line. Okay, scored. Go. Let's do it again. So that was, and you could see them on that mission. So I'll, I'll give Liverpool a lot of credit because maybe I thought, and probably you did too, they were probably wilting a little bit. Yeah, I did um, think that. And uh, now I think it's 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 going to be a great race to finish up with these. Uh, what we got eight games left? Yeah. Now let's talk about uh, Man City because uh, Raheem Sterling, that guy. Uh, you know, for years he was kind of a punchline. You know, because he had all this talent, all this speed, all, you know, all this ability, and he couldn't score. Or he yeah. would. You know, every time he played for England, he didn't score. Uh, he had difficulty scoring for Liverpool. Um, he he was uh, like a diamond in the rough. Well, that diamond yep. is fully polished now, don't you think? Yeah, I, I think you know his move from Liverpool, which is kind of ironic, to yep. Manchester City's probably helped him a great deal. Um, and and I, I I was reading stuff even today that you know there's the you know the potential that people are kind of saying that he might be Player of the Year this year just because of he's been pretty consistent. Yeah. And uh, I give him a lot of credit. He's he's definitely been that player that, that you know pretty much plays in every game and yep. score three the other day. That's that's probably a little bit of uncharted <laughs> territory for him as well. Yeah, he, he's getting the job done. Well, on a team with so many stars, uh, you know, uh, De, but De Bruyne is is out. You know, he's yep. hurt again. Uh, yeah, you know, Sane doesn't play all the time. He comes and goes. Uh, David Silva is not quite. Uh, as he's been in years past, uh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, Aguero, of course, he's like ridiculously consistent, but yes. still, Sterling is a guy who's played virtually every game. They can't, he can't be taken out of the lineup. Yeah, he, he's a game changer. Yeah. I mean, these are the players that you want in your team. They make things happen. You know, just like your Salah and your Sane. You know, where they may have struggled a bit, but to be fair to Sterling, he's been pretty consistent all year long. He's done the job, scoring goals, and now, you know, we'll find out at the end of the season to see how, how, how he finishes off, you know, if he scores, if he's kind of the main man in the next few games. Well, yeah, he's got every chance to win player of the year this year. He does. Well, let's talk about that race for fourth place, because now it really is a race for fourth place. Tottenham has dropped. They're really no longer competing for the title. Now they're actually in danger of not finishing in the top four. I, I tell you, you're right. I mean, with Tottenham now, whew, if I'm a Tottenham fan and there's a bunch of them out there, I'd be extremely worried. Um, even though just, Kane is back, even though Deli Ali is back, they've dropped two in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
it, it's really, really, uh, you know, I think the uh, the lack of buying of players in the summer now yeah. is probably catching up with them. They look a little tired. I did see today uh, that the Tottenham team uh, are now getting on a plane to Barcelona. They're heading to a warmer climate because they've got some time off. In fact, I don't think they play again until uh, the end of March because there's an international break as well put oh, in there. Okay. So they've got a lot of time, but uh, that game they got when they come back, it's not going to be an easy one. They play Liverpool on March 30th. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Popping we're right going to exactly, find out exactly how good a break it was for them when they come back. But um, Well, so yeah, take it, a picture with Harry Kane while you're down there, would you? I know. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be there at the same time. I don't yeah. think they'll be there that long. I mean, it's the 11th, so another 11 days before we head out, but... Yeah, it'd be kind of nice to bump into Tottenham there, wouldn't it? It would be it great. Would be. Um, but yeah, so I, I think they, they just need to regroup and maybe that's this trip to Barcelona and maybe they can refresh themselves a little bit, come back as a, as a more improved team. But definitely they, this is a good time for them to have a break because right now they're struggling. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, this whole race for fourth place, none of those teams that are good, like, it seems like nobody's, you know, grabbing it. Right, uh, yeah. man, you even had a disappointing loss. Although we've got to give them credit, I mean they they knocked out PSG in the Champions League. That was amazing. Yeah, a little bit of a hangover effect, I think, from that game. There's yeah. no question. I mean, they did something that was absolutely unheard of to come back from that two nil deficit in the first leg to win at PSG, and especially with all the players they had missing, they probably had a str- they probably had a stronger squad on Saturday uh, or Sunday against Arsenal. And ended up losing. So it's just, you just don't know. It's just a weird, weird thing. And then, but yeah, anybody, and like I said, even Arsenal's coming into a bit of form. You know, yes. They've squeaked their way into fourth place. I mean, it's Tottenham at 61, Arsenal 60, Man United at 58, Chelsea at 57. Although Chelsea does have a game in hand. So yes, that's if true. they win that game in hand, they'll be at 60. Um, but you got to win it. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's right there. It's anybody's, you know. We've got four teams competing for two spots. It's exciting. And Chelsea uh, was lucky to escape with one point. Yeah, yeah, that was lucky. I know. Uh, I was getting some grief there from our friend Mindy. He was a big Wolves <laughs> fan. He's like, yeah, he was all excited, and then uh, in injury time, yeah, uh, Mister Hazard scores a actually a tremendous goal. Unbelievable. Too, yeah. yeah, I mean certainly dealt with the pressure there and that that really helped Chelsea in terms of uh, getting that point and keeping them in touch with everybody else that's uh, that Hazard uh, there's something about him that uh, it's like every I don't know two three weeks he remembers that he's one of the greatest players <laughs> in the world right yeah. you know oh yeah that's right I'm great I should just take the ball and and shoot yeah I mean and you see that especially now with with March Madness upon us, you see that with the basketball players. Because I've been watching a lot of college basketball, and it's you see it with these players. They just want to take over, and Hazard's the same way. Yeah, you know, if he wants to take over on a consistent basis, he will be and can be one of the best players in the world. Probably just after Messi and Ronaldo, he's really the third best player in the world, in my opinion. I, I agree with you, and why doesn't somebody tell him to do that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's the cons- you're right. It's that consistency. I mean, can you do it? And that's that's why Messi and Ronaldo are the best two in the world because they are so consistent. Yeah, that's- ask ask uh, Real Madrid how important Ronaldo is. Yeah, really. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, 
Yeah, All I'll right. tell you. I gotta, I've got to ask you about a foreign tradition, which uh, we're going to do here. Uh, hang on. And now, explain that foreign tradition, please. So, you know, we talk a lot about uh, the Premier League because, in my opinion, it's the most exciting league in, in the world. And that's mm-hmm. why we do this whole show. Um, but there's also, you know, the leagues below it. And yep. this is the time of year when you start, uh, you know, doing a quick little peek at some of the teams that are uh, in that uh, second division that are that have a chance of going up. And I, I got to tell you, I still have trouble um, as a relatively newcomer to the uh, the <laughs> Premier League world. I, you know, called the Champions League is the Champions League, and then there's the Championship. Which, yes, which is the a terrible name for the second division. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I agree that the the branding there, I understand it to a certain point. Yeah, it's like uh, a it's like a trophy for 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 the kids, you know, like a uh, the kids that finish in second place, they get a little trophy, you know. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's very nice. It's a second place trophy. Put it up there on the wall. Nobody <laughs> will know that it's a second place trophy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it, it's it's interesting because it is a separate entity. I mean, the Premier League is its own entity in itself, right. and it's a it's sponsored way, league and everything. Yeah. yeah, and it's different from basically the English Football League is the next, you know, rest of the league, the rest of the teams. You know, you've got, I think there's a total of ninety-two professional teams within the four divisions. Okay. So you've got that many teams, and now the Championship is, you know, the great thing is. And this is hopefully at one point in America we're going to get to promotion relegation. This is what makes this league so much fun because now teams are competing to get into the Premier League and compete with the top, you know, twenty teams in the in the in the in the United Kingdom. I would love to see that happen here in America. Yeah, I, I think it. it would be great. I mean, it's, we're still a ways away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're only what ninety six. Well, how old? So what? That's when the league started. So twenty two years in, or twenty three years into the league, I, I'd probably say probably in the next fifteen twenty years it could happen. Yeah. You know, it's not going to. You know, we just got to get more teams. We've got to get enough teams. So then that right. way we can we can you know work them back and forth. But we're still we're still pretty young compared to the to the English leagues for sure. So give us a give us a couple of teams that we should start looking at uh, uh, and thinking about as possibilities. Well, really, the top three teams are a little bit ahead of everybody else. And so how it works is the top two teams automatically qualify to go into the Premier League. So they go, and then the bottom three in the Premier League go down. So the top two right now: Norwich City, Leeds United. Both of these have a big tradition. Yep. Norwich was has been in the Premier League not too long ago. Leeds has been out for a while, but in the early two thousands had you know, they were really kind of, you know, one of the top teams. In right. fact, played in the Champions League and got to I believe it was the quarter or semi finals of the Champions League. So they had a really good run. But went down, they've got a new manager, an Argentine Tinian manager, Bielsa, who was, you know, highly regarded. I think even Pep Guardiola kind of you think, talks about him as being a bit of a mentor for him, and so they're they're the top two. Sheffield okay. United is right there in third spot, and then there's a little gap for the next. I mean, you've got maybe ten teams competing for the next, 
you know, three spots that could potentially get into the playoffs. So the next the next four teams then go into a playoff to see who's going to be that third team to go up. That's right. So then it's basically a playoff. Typically, this is right around Memorial Day weekend for us. So they'll play third through six. The third place team plays the sixth, fourth place fifth. And that's always a tough one because, you know, I'm the th- like for example, Sheffield United third place team right now. They've got 68, fourth place is 61. So you could be so far ahead. Yeah, it doesn't uh, seem fair, be, right? <laughs> it doesn't seem fair. Yeah, yeah. that's the tough thing. But, you know, this is the Americanization of uh, yeah, English, right. English English football. That we've got to have some playoffs. We love our playoffs. <laughs> and uh, so here we have the playoffs. So if, I mean, but to be fair, the top two do go, go automatically. So, right. you know, you've got to work to get to the top two. So you've got no excuses. Is um, Norwich the team that plays in green and yellow? Is that's that, right. Yeah, the can, the that. Canaries. Yes. Great nickname. The Canaries. I love wouldn't that. Wouldn't you love to? Wouldn't you love to be a canary? Yeah? <laughs> I would. In a coal mine. <laughs> All right. Well, you were talking about Leeds United, and it's funny that you mentioned them because I'm going to quiz you on Leeds Ooh. United because this is one of the uh, one of the clubs that has been around forever. They're they're one of the top uh, teams. Right. In fact. Adam, Edzy. <laughs> How many times were they the champions of England before the Premier League started in 1992? This is, you know, in the top league in England. Uh, they started in 1920, so you've got like 72 years of, of soccer. How many times were they the champion? Is it two times, three times, four times, or five? I'm going to go with two times i'm sorry the answer is three times Oof. yes 1968 69 73 mm-hmm. 74 and 91-92 okay so in yep. fact they were the champions a year before the premier league officially started right in right interesting okay so now that you've gotten one wrong i'm getting excited because i may have <laughs> you how many times were they the FA Cup champion during those same years? Was it one, two, three, or four times? Seventy-two years of soccer. Wow. Whew. I think they. I know they lost in the final one year, seventy-three. Sunderland. I'm gonna go. So it's one. Sorry, one, three, and four, five. Is that what you said? One, two, three, or four. One, two, three, four. I'm going to go with one. Very good. Yes, Oof. you're right. That was lucky. That was lucky. 1972, they beat Arsenal one to nothing thanks right. to a, uh, let's see who scored that, a uh, headed goal by Alan Clark. That's right. All right. So, Football League Division One, Leeds United sets a record. They had 29 matches undefeated from the start of the season. What season did they do that? Now, it's obviously that record has been broken since but what year did they do it was it 70 71 71 72 72 73 or 73 74 i think they had a good year so i'm guessing 72 73 oh that's too wrong Oh. It's seventy three, seventy four. Oh, I was thinking that too. Oh, <laughs> oh now you are on the cusp of failing. No, oh. you've got a couple more here. All right, here we go. Which Leeds United player? Have you ever been to the uh, their stadium? 
I, I've I've been outside it, never been inside it. Uh oh, you may know this then. What Leeds United player has a life size statue of him outside the stadium? Oh yeah. Is it A, Jack Charlton? B, bite your legs, Norman Hunter? <laughs> C, Billy Bremner? Or D, George Best? That would be Billy Bremner. Uh, yes, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Uh, it says here that he was a a whopping five foot seven inches tall, rejected by Arsenal and Chelsea uh, for being too small, and uh, went on to play seventeen seasons for Leeds United. Yeah, he was he was like a little pit bull. That's what he was. He was kind of the pit bull on the field. He was quite a quite a character. By the way, bite your legs, Norman Hunter. That could be my favorite nickname of all time. <laughs> yeah. All right, so here's your favorite kind of question, and you have to get it right this time to win the quiz. All right? Okay. All right. Which celebrity is not a supporter of Leeds United? Is it Chef Gordon Ramsay, Spice Girl Mel B, Sir Nick Faldo, or Russell Crowe? Three of them are supporters of Leeds United. One is not. Wow. Wow. Wow, where do you come up with these ones? I kind of... oh. hmm. Don't know. I, I'm, I've got a feel. I thought Gordon Ramsay. He's from from the. He's got some Scottish in him somewhere, and some. So I'm going to go with Gordon Ramsay. Doggone it! <laughs> Way. Oh, 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 I thought I had Pulled you. Pulled it out. I Pulled I it out. Thought I had you. Oh. All right. Well, that's too bad. Uh, you, you, have, you have won another quiz, so your your record is still beautiful. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, what's happening in this country. We call it soccer. In this country, we call it soccer, partner. So, other than a little jaunt to Barcelona, anything going on? Uh, yeah, yeah. All kinds of things kind of happening. Um, you know, we've got. Uh, we're right in the midst of our coaching education program. So actually, we we certified, I think, over this past weekend, over 120 uh, coaches. So we had a busy weekend. So uh, we had Mark. He was here in our office doing uh, the grassroots courses. And then I, I, I had a nice little jaunt down to Collinsville, worked with the Scott Gallagher group down there and did a Very much like Barcelona. Very much so. Yeah. It was like it was sixty degrees. To be fair, it was yeah. nice and warm. That's true. So, I mean, it was a little cooler, but but, uh, but uh, I'll definitely take it. Um, it's nice to be outside, which was which was good on the turf there. Um, so yeah, so we've been very busy with that, and that's going to obviously hit full go. And then obviously we leave for Barcelona, so we're taking two teams on the twenty second. We're there through the thirtieth. Uh, really excited about that. So we're actually meeting with the with the families today. Getting them their gear, they're going to get their new kits. Got nice. Uh, we decided to go with kind of a royal blue, 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 <laughs> white socks. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I figured that might be a good color to go <laughs> with. <laughs> so um, they look pretty good. I mean, yeah. uh, I really like it. So you may see a few pictures there on Twitter of our, of our Chelsea. I mean, ODP team. Yeah. Um, yeah. As we go forward, so I, I like to call be... it Cubby Blue. We're going to call it <laughs> there you go. Blue. Exactly. And hey, they, I was given an opportunity. We have a lot of blue in our uh, logo. I'm taking it. Yeah. I'm taking it. So uh, <laughs> so we'll right. go with it. And it's actually got our new logo. I don't know if you know this. We do have a new logo with Illinois Youth Soccer. No, I, I did not. You notice that it's not much of a difference. 
but if you go on our website, you'll see it. It's got the Illinois, but there was actually a little guy that was trying to kick the ball. We called him Stickley. Yeah. And uh, Stickley is is now retired. Stickley uh, has been put out to pasture. He he certainly has. Uh, So uh, I think we're going to have to do a big release. I think uh, Chris in our office is working on something to uh, kind of put him into the sunset somewhere. So is Stickley available for anybody who wants him? I mean... uh, that's a good question. You know, he might be worth a, a, a huge amount of money, but it looks like he's going to be gone. And this, and it goes along with the new branding. I know U.S. Youth Soccer is kind of changing their logos and branding as well. So, so Stickley was a big part of uh, USYS. Um, so that's why we kind of get rid of him. So it's just a just a straight Illinois with the soccer ball coming out. So All right. looks pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. Okay, it's uh, time for Adam to uh, tell us what uh, what games to watch this coming weekend. I know there's uh, a lot of them. Um, yeah. And, th- and, you know, we've got one more week, and then we're going to take uh, a Barcelona break. And then we'll, uh, we'll be back in April. But uh, how about for this weekend? What do we got? Yeah, so we've got kind of a half and half switch because – it's FA Cup weekend too, right. so those teams that got knocked out of the FA Cup are not obviously involved in it, but they're playing some of their league games, and actually Chelsea's going to catch up their uh, their one game as well this weekend. So actually my TV tip involves my team Chelsea on uh, St. Patrick's Day. They'll, I don't know if they'll be wearing their green kits, probably not, but they're playing Everton which should be a pretty good game. Oh, blue on blue. Blue on blue, yeah. So it's at Everton at Goodison Park. My good friend Gary is going to be there at the game. He's actually got his um, uh, team over there right now in England. They're doing a little bit of a spring break tour, and he got tickets to that game. So I said, wow, that's that's, that's pretty cool. So he's going to be there. Hopefully he'll bring me back a scarf or something. I told him to anyway. (laughs) And uh, so he'll be there watching the game. Uh, So that's my TV tip. That's a... 10.30 10.30 kickoff, NBC, SN, Everton at home against Chelsea. Okay. If you'd like to know more about Adam and Rick, uh, you can check us out on Twitter, FK with Adam and Rick, and Facebook, Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. Uh, you can check out our day jobs. I'm the publisher of Eckhart's Press. Um, that's Eckhart'sPress.com and the co-host of the Minutia Men podcast with David Stern. Adam is the technical director, director of coaching of the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. The executive producer of the podcast is Tony Lasano of Old Pie Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Free Kicks. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Sex in Canada. The most outrageous things left behind in Ubers. Throwing cheese on babies' faces. My brush with ZZ Top. And our celebrity interview with the Mooch, Anthony Scaramucci. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. Tony Lasano Podcast and Opie Production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. RadioMisfits.com.